0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It's 1007 WTIC News Talk, 1080 Will Morati Show. This is your host, Will Morati. Matt Sorace, our master of ceremonies, faithfully monitoring the progress of the show and answering your calls, 800-966-9842. 860-522-9842. Um, gosh, there's always so much going on, and, and then you wonder, seriously, do people really think this way? Are there are there folks out there that... that even consider some of these things. I, I, I don't know. It's just so. Um, and, and then there's just ridiculous. And, and and Jazz Shaw is the weekend editor for HotAir.com, where you should check every day for news, by the way. HotAir.com. And uh, he covers it all. He covers the the serious things. He covers the dumb things. He covers the really things. He covers all of it. And joining us now, uh, happily, uh, our good friend Jazz Shaw. Jazz, welcome back to the show. Brother Will, how you doing, my friend? Good, good, good. Let's let's start first with the wait a minute uh, topics. Um, I watched I watched the sentencing last week of Jesse Smollett, and I watched that judge go up one side of him and down the other, and they made all kind of motions to get him to not have to serve what was sentenced to be the first part of his term, 150 days in jail, part of the three year uh, probation period. And uh, and he turned motion after motion down, to 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 let him you know, go out on bail, and now I see I see he's out already. What, what what's the deal?
2: Yeah, uh, is that to to that is the court. deal. <laughs> that that's the entire deal, really. Yeah, yeah. I went to the appeals court and said uh, all sorts of things. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not my best voice today. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they, they went in and claimed that. Uh, He's uh, got some medical condition that makes him more at risk for COVID, so it's too <laughs> risky to have him in there. Uh, oh, they said that the sentence was excessive and the judge had been unfair and just went, went down a laundry list of things, and they turned around. I, I guess the big argument was it's going to take more than 150 days for the appeal to go through yeah. and be finalized, so he's going to wind up serving the whole sentence even if the appeals court agrees that he shouldn't. So, uh, well, I, I don't know how good of an I, argument that is. That happens to people all the time, you know?
0: I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, you know, first he's, he's in court. I'm, I watched it live in court, and Jesse's saying, oh, I'm not going to kill. I'm not suicidal. He said it like three or four times. I'm not suicidal. If I go to jail and I get killed, it's not me. I didn't do it, right? Then the next day you see he's on watch because he's suicidal. Then I, you know, then he's making all these appeals after the, the judge turned down at least a half a dozen motions in the courtroom the day of the sentencing, and he ends up getting in front of a, a judge that's sympathetic to the cause. I guess I, I don't. It, it was. It, do you know if it was a single judge? It was a panel. What? <clears throat>
2: no, it was a three-panel judge, and, and three two uh, two voted in favor of uh, letting him out. while the appeal goes through. Yeah. Um. But I. I, I really think that the judge wouldn't have come down on him so hard mm. if he had shown one ounce of remorse or Petrician. said, Okay, I shouldn't have done it, you know, yeah. and yeah. I'm I'm sorry. He probably you know, no no priors or anything, he probably could have gotten off with Maybe no jail time or maybe yeah, like, yeah, I think the yeah. judge did it because he just kept, oh, he you know, curious. you've clearly been shown to be guilty. Yes. And, you know, we've got this ton of evidence and you're still sitting there insisting that you're being uh, railroaded by a bunch of racists. And I think the judge just fed up with it.
0: No, I think he was he was at his wits end with it. And uh, but what what what's baffling to me is his is again, I think he said it three times. In his comments, the judge asked for any comments. He, and he came back, and he said, "I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal." Now it says, "I'm looking at another article." But free, please forgive me. This isn't on hot air. Maybe you did have it in there, but it says that he was even kept in a psychiatric bed in restraint. Well, Thank if he's not God. suicidal and he's fine, why is he in a psychiatric, you know, care unit being restrained? It's
2: just, well, I'm uh, not going to try to make an argument that the guy's not at least a little crazy, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he, he did four days in the psychiatric unit and then got cut loose from there after just four days. Maybe he was yeah. cured, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he was put out in the general population for two days, and then he walked. And, uh-huh. you know, if if the courts keep going in the same direction, then that may be all he ever does.
0: Well, it's, um, it, it, it's sad. It's sad to see these kind of things happen. But that's in the... That's in the really kind of is, are, you, are you serious um, category. Let's go to this. This is far more serious than I just saw it this morning. Well, I actually just published it this morning. Uh, and it's far more serious. The fact that Biden may remove the uh, Revolutionary Guard, which is kind of the, the SS troop of, of, of Iran, remove them from the terror watch list. I mean, they've certainly proven themselves to be pretty bad people. And uh, they've been on that terror list for a while. But why would Biden take them off?
2: Because Russia wants them to take it off. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) we're uh, in the middle of watching Russia invade another sovereign country and destroy it. But they're somehow brokering the deal that he wants with Iran, who doesn't even seem to be interested in any sort of a deal. Yeah, And... (laughs) And that's that's what they're putting on the table. Well, maybe they'll sign the deal if you take the uh, Revolutionary Guard off the terror watch list.
0: What what else do they want? They're thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, it's first of all, the fact that we've got Russia negotiating on our behalf with Iran because Iran won't talk to us. I don't know this is true. I heard this is true, that it's so bad that we have to, like, pass notes to to other government representatives, and they pass the notes to Iran, and then Iran passes notes back to these other government representatives, and they pass them to our guys because they won't talk yep. to us. I mean, this is, and so we have Russia who looking out for our best interests in a nuclear treaty. Apparently, so
2: yeah, we, we it, that that's another one in the category of Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I I don't even know how this process got started. If they didn't want to talk to us, we yeah, there's man. no reason we have to talk to them. But Joe Biden is just so desperate to get that deal back in place that was put in place originally under Obama yeah. and Trump walked away from because it was such a garbage deal and the right. Iranians were just violating it all the time anyway,
1: right. you know,
2: but he wants it back. And we're talking about the same Iran that pulled all the monitoring cameras out <laughs> of their nuclear facility. Right. They shut them all down. The uh, IAEA, uh, the International Monitoring Group, mm-hmm. they for a while they had cameras in there, they probably couldn't see everything, but at least they could get some idea what was going on. It's, it, they've gone totally dark for years. And uh, what are they going to offer? Okay, we'll put some of the cameras back in. I don't, I, don't, I don't see what we get out of this. I don't see what the world gets out of this.
0: Well, so far, I mean, I, I don't see what we get out of anything that Biden, Biden's done. I, don't, I, I can't name a single policy. I'm sure there's probably one, but I can't name a single policy that I think that, that Joe Biden administration has put into play that has helped the American people. It's like it's like slap in the face, slap in the face, slap in the face, one just after another, and no uh, no care for, you know, they talk about how much they care about working people. I mean, it's just it's just a total sham. It just couldn't be anything farther from the truth. If you well, cared well, about he working people. Well, canceled all
2: the he drilling could, permits. That's worked out pretty well. Yeah. What would you pay for gas this week?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying, it, you know, it, it, and, and th- thankfully, thankfully, it's, there's been a little bit of a pause in the uh, in in the rates an increase, and that's only because the speculators are, are calming down. I mean, people p- people don't understand what causes these things to happen, but as soon as as soon as Biden executive order number one, I'm not sure if it was, but I think it was close, as soon as he canceled construction of the XL pipeline, prices started rising. And they're trying to make it all sound like it's Putin. And that's just a bald-faced lie. We already had inflation before Putin. We had rising gas prices, energy prices before Putin. All these things were already in play. Did, did Putin put them on steroids? Absolutely. But it was all happening under Joe Biden's watch before Putin invaded Ukraine. And, and That's
2: it's- absolutely true. And, and, by the way, you're, you're very right because I cover energy policy. I'm like the guy who does that for our site. Mm. And I think there are a lot of people, including probably Joe Biden, who don't really understand how the oil market works. Yeah. Nobody buys oil. It, it's not possible. You don't buy oil. Mm. You buy oil futures. Right. That's, that's what you buy, you, you pay a price that you think the price is going to be like 60 to 90 days from now. Mm-hmm. And then that's what you pay, and your oil gets delivered. Now, if the oil price goes up a lot higher than what you estimated, you made a good deal. If the oil price drops, then you got screwed, but that's still what you're paying.
0: Right. You know, It's right.
2: oil futures. So when you spook <laughs> the market, yeah, the price goes up.
0: Well, and, and I had said something like that a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, it's the Wall Street guys, right? And some guy just sends me an email just tearing me to shreds. You don't even know what you're talking about. Blaming Wall Street for oil prices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how it works. But I people are just so dumb. They just you know, and and if you're not sure, check it out, look it up, you know, just don't go st- start throwing this this hail of bullets at me because <laughs> I said something you disagree with. Oh, and by the way, I'm right, but um that's new here and there. Um Well, even what
2: even Wall Street <laughs> works the same way as the oil market if you think about it because yeah. how often do you see Oh, the stock market went up today on investor enthusiasm, yeah, or it, yeah, it went yeah, yeah. down today on a, on a rumor that uh, somebody was going to invade Bolivia. What's that got to do with the value of a share of General Electric? Yeah. Nothing, right? You know, and the the price can drop like ten percent in one day. That that doesn't mean that the company is literally worth ten percent less, has ten percent fewer employees, and products and stock and all that stuff. You know, none of that changed, mm-hmm. and it's. The stock market, really, it's a lot more like Vegas than it is any actual <laughs> investment scenario.
0: It's more art than science, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I and I said this. We had the other day, and we had the president of the Connecticut uh, Gasoline Retailer Association on. And I said to him, so if I understand this correctly, are you saying that the price of gas today has less to do with the price of gas or the price of oil and more to do with the crystal balls? He goes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yep. It's all, it's all, you know, then they're like, oh, you shouldn't make, you shouldn't make decisions based on emotion. Well, what do you think Wall Street traders do? What do you think traders, they're, they're doing it on emotion. There's there's just, they're not, you know, it's just, gosh, it drives me crazy. Um, people just don't understand. All right, let me talk about this for a second. This, this is frightening. Um, I mean, do you really think, you got this article from yesterday, do you really think I'm, I'm asking on a personal bit, level. Do you really think Putin would be that devilish, uh, maniacal to, to launch what's, you know, air quotes, tactical nuclear weapon? Is, is that even really a possibility, do you suppose?
2: If you'd asked me six months ago, I'd have said zero chance. Right. No right. chance. Right. Because we lived a long time under the theory of mutually assured destruction. It's worked mm-hmm. out very well. Yeah. Um, today I, I still don't think it's likely, but I, I would say it's a non-zero chance.
1: Yeah.
2: It, it, it's a percentage possibility. Um, the guy does seem to be deranged. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's I don't know if he's really thinking rationally anymore. Like maybe the isolation he's been in through the pandemic. A lot of people have speculated it kind of, you know, affected his senses and he is getting up in years, mm-hmm. you know? So that that could be a factor too. But yeah, if I I think he firmly believed this war was going to be over in like three days. Everybody was just gonna, you
0: know, I thought it was gonna be over in three days. Me too. I'm saying to myself, how could how could anybody withstand the Russian army the size of of Ukraine, right? How could anybody and and clearly Ukraine is kicking some butt.
2: Yeah, they are. But that's also the problem because I, I I don't know if Vladimir Putin is mentally in a headspace right now where he could accept the idea of defeat or even not getting fully what he wanted. And if he stays bogged down much longer, and if Mm. he loses, he's lost, what, four generals now? And anywhere from seven to 12,000 troops, like three times the losses the Ukrainians have taken, including civilians. Mm -hmm. Um, If this drags on too much longer and he starts running out of steam and it looks like he might fail, yeah. I think there is a measurable percentage chance that he might light off a tactical nuke, maybe not over a population center, maybe over the Black Sea, maybe in a more rural area where there aren't that many people, just sort of as a demonstration, a show of power and go, hey, time to surrender or the next one's going to be over Kiev, Mm -hmm. you know, and would that work? Uh, Possibly. But that just that changes the whole world right there. As soon as somebody lights off the first nuke,
0: yeah, what happens it. next? Right. Who's gonna you know? who's gonna respond? I, I scared my staff to death yesterday. we had a staff meeting yesterday afternoon and I said, guys, I just want you to realize if if this goes nuclear, the war, here in Connecticut we're toast. Because you know they're gonna go after Pratt Whitney, you know they're gonna go after the shipyard, the submarine base, and you know they're gonna go after Sikorsky. So if if we only got hit by three nuclear missiles, you know, we may not have gotten blown up particularly in those blasts, but there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to run from the fallout. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're all going to go. And I, and I don't know what, I, I maybe I shouldn't have said it because they all look like they were scared when I said it. I, I thought it was obvious, but, um, people don't realize that this, that this is, this is so, you know, they have that nuclear clock. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? And the nuclear clock yeah, moves clock. based on how close we are to doomsday. I wonder where that is right now. I haven't checked it. But oh, man, I, this is got to be sure, as bad as
2: I think Thursday or Friday. Yeah, they they haven't moved it. It's still like uh, twenty seconds to midnight or something. So
0: I mean, this has to be as bad as the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? I mean, there's probably not been a time in our lifetime that that we've come this close to the brink. I, I don't I don't yeah. remember one. I mean, maybe there could have been, but I I just. It, it, no, not silly. really
2: even during the Cold War. I mean, the Cold War always stayed pretty cold, right? You know, it was.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: There were always threats. There was saber rattling, arms races, things like that. But now we have, you know, an actual war. Uh, we have a hot war going on right now. Right. Um, there's, yeah, anybody that calls it anything other than that is lying to themselves. Right. And, but yeah, and we already had. Uh, I just saw this morning some of the drones had, that the Russians have have gone off course and landed in Poland. <laughs> you know, so we're getting closer and closer to where somebody in a NATO country dies, and when that happens, that's Article Five. Yep. You know, an attack well, on one is an attack on all.
0: But does Biden honor know? Article Five? That's the question. Does Biden have the intestinal fortitude, um, the character? Part, part of
2: me seriously doubts that, but he yeah. has at least said the words. Yeah. You know, he claims. And has said repeatedly that we will fight to defend every inch of NATO territory. So okay. he's he's saying the right things. I, whether he would actually do it, you know that. And I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. If Russia lights off a nuke, do we want to light off a nuke? Um, well, I, even I, you if know, it's I,
1: oh, God. over
2: the water, because I, I would hope if there's a retaliation from NATO to a nuke maybe at least initially it would be a conventional one, just some really heavy bombardment, taking out a bunch of their troops, all mm-hmm. their hardware,
1: yeah. all
2: that stuff. You know? And that might be enough to either get Putin to back down or to say, well screw it, I'm just gonna launch everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well I mean, you know, you the know, thing is we've got we've do. got more more nuclear submarines and you know, all all armed with but again, I mean, I don't think anybody wins in, even a, a limited nuclear uh, engagement I don't think anybody wins that war I think that's a that's a lose lose and Putin's a lose lose guys hey I just want to finish up with this I don't think you wrote about this but I heard about it last night and and, you, and John Sexton has an article about it it's funny that what's going on in CNN you got you got Chris Cuomo who gets booted off the show because he's he's feeding Andrew with inside info now you got lemon apparently suing Cuomo, or Cuomo suing Lemon, and and as it turns out, Lemon was feeding Jesse Smollett inside info. And these guys were all buddy-buddy, big bromance on TV, but really coming to find out they hated each other, and now they're going after each other. I mean, how funny is that?
1: Yeah,
2: I, I think they put a smiling face on for everybody most of the time, but that's not the first story we've heard that Chris Cuomo was causing problems, and a lot of people didn't like the fact that he was even working there at all.
1: Oh, really? Okay. And
2: a lot of them were embarrassed <laughs> yeah. by the fact that he was allowed to bring his brother on and do interviews with him repeatedly,
1: Yeah.
2: you know, yeah. he's interviewing the governor who's also his brother. I mean, yeah. if you're an actual journalist, I think they still have some over there. You know, you, you got to look at that and go, man, I really don't like having my name associated with this there's
0: network. A with well, there's a conflict. No, there's a... Gosh, I don't know. Just, just it's, funny how, it's funny how they eat their own. You know, they just turn on each other. After a while, it's the circular firing squad. So I like it. Um, hey, thanks for coming on. As always, keep up the great work. I enjoy writing what you have to, uh, what you have to say, reading what you have to say, and I know our folks do as well. So thank you, Jazz Shaw, weekend editor, at HotAir.com. Have a good weekend, my friend. Take care, sir. All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back. Couple commercials, 800 966 9842, 860 522 9842. And then open phone lines the rest of the program here on the Thursday edition of The Will Marotti Show. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich.